Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how are you? I am great. How are you? I am hanging in there, back from Atlanta and trying to get adjusted to daylight savings time. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? So what are you loving this week? This week, I don't have a product or a song. All I have is Black Twitter. These um, (laughs) stimulus or stimmy uh, tweets have just been blessing my life this week with the laughs. I get. I think the week before was the money bag, Joe. Yes. Memes. I mean, all of it is just taking me out. So I'm happy and um, excited for everybody whose direct deposit has hit this week. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I could be uh, getting some crab legs and some Fiji water <laughs> and going to PetSmart to buy cheetahs, all with y'all, but... <laughs> The Lord has not <laughs> provided in that way, but he has provided in others. So I am grateful. Amen. Amen. What about you? What are you loving this week? I am loving Jack and Annie's plant-based nuggets. So you guys know I'm vegan mm. for Lent and I haven't really found a lot of like alternative things that I like. So I've just been eating a ton of vegetables and that's it. Because when you try to make something like pretend to be something else, it's not really right. Like I could do an impossible mm-hmm. burger, but yeah. Anyway, these plant-based nuggets are so good. I think I'm going to continue to eat them like in place of regular chicken nuggets moving forward. They're delicious. Mm, Jack and Annie. Not that I eat chicken nuggets like that because I'm a grown-up, but it's a good snack. No, it is a good snack. And when you and Ellie want to, you know, eat the same thing, go ahead and put in those plant-based nuggets. Exactly. It's jackfruit. That's the jack part. So that's why I like it too. It's not like a whole bunch of wheat and soy. It's like a whole, it's a whole plant, which is really great. Got it. Mm. So let's Let's get into today's table talk. Today, we are talking about the importance of relationships um, and networking as we go, you know, down our journey, down our trajectory, how much that stuff really matters, how much um, it matters who we align ourselves, how we show up um, as mentees and how we find mentors and also how we show up as mentors. So without further ado, welcome to season three, episode eight mentorship matters. Yes. And today I am excited to welcome to the table our guest, Mia J. Davis. Mia is a respected, um, motivational and influential leader and global marketer. She is the founder of Color Vision, an organization that equips, advocates, and empowers creative Black women. Davis is also the author of the children's series, The Adventures of Izzy. Mia resides with her husband and her daughter in Maryland, and so we would like to welcome to the show our soror and longtime friend, Mia J. Davis. Welcome, Mia. Hi, ladies. I am so excited to be here. Like, you guys are just I am, like, the biggest fan of your show, so the fact that I'm on here right now, like, I'm fangirling a little bit. Like, I know I know you both in real life. I'm I'm seriously honored to to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mia. We're super excited to have you. And when you respond to the invite, like, oh my God, I would love to do it. I was like, wait, is she serious? Is she 
Like, yay, we love that you're so excited. So you're a listener of this show, so we don't have to explain too much about the flow. So we'll dive right in with the first background question. So if you had to describe yourself, not just what you do, but who you are in just a few short sentences, what would you say? Gosh, I would say that, well, it's, I love that you're saying outside of my work too. Um, I would say that I'm a fun natured person who's obsessed with my family and living an authentic life. I love that. Family first. Um, I think for both Maddie and I, that's really important. So um, let's move on to question number two. Love Madden is centered around healing through hospitality. And we want to know, what does that mean to you? Um, How do you believe we grow as individuals through how we relate to others? Oh, wow. Um, So, Madden, let me first of all just say, I love that you created this space. Thank you. When it comes to hospitality, because I don't see anyone talking about um, the the importance of that. So. For me, I mean, hospitality has always been the center of my life um, Mm. for as long as I can remember. So although I'm not from the deep south, my entire family is. Um, So they, you know, they were born, um, my parents, they were both born and raised in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, So I grew up around all big gatherings with family and friends. My mom has 10 brothers and sisters. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> Y'all deep. <laughs> yes, girl. So a lot of people, a lot of family, a lot of cousins, a lot of um, play cousins. And mm-hmm. I would say like nearly all of my favorite childhood moments involve watching my mom be the most hospitable person um, that I know hosts for others. So when I think of what hospitality means I think of love yes there is I think there's nothing more powerful um than being able to um be hospitable to someone like I think that's it's like the to me that's like one of the definitions of love and I watched my mom um you know do it do it for so many years and even till this day like she's still probably the most hospitable person I know like she she it, she lives off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's uh when I think of that, I think of love and I think of my mom. Yeah, I love that answer. Oh, I think of love and I think of my mom. I love that. And honestly, it is a labor of love. Like when yeah. we think about our mothers and grandmothers, like they were working hard, like cleaning the house and cooking yeah. the food and preparing it. I'm mean, all the things, even if they were complaining right. along the way, they yeah. were doing it from a place of love. Um, that's that's real. Yeah. All right. So today you're here to talk to us about, Tanil mentioned in your intro, uh, you are the founder of Color Vision and you're here, you're really an expert in the area of like networking and, and helping both young people, novices, and even people who are further along in their career down their path. Um, So we really wanted to talk to you about the importance of mentorship because we know that you show up in those spaces, both having had great mentors and being a mentor and then connecting other people to mentors, which is a whole nother level of it. So um, before we dive into that, I want people to hear a little bit more about what you do on a day to day. So um, what do you do? What is your occupation? And here's how we always frame it. If you had to explain it to an elementary age child, how would you describe what you do? Oh, wow. Okay. So I am a global marketer um, by trade, as I like to say. And describing what a global marketer is the easiest way, if I'm talking to uh, you know, a five-year-old, I would say, I make things that you may not know known. 
That's nice. The easiest way I can think to describe it. Nice. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So our next question is, tell us a little bit about your own personal story and upbringing. I mean, you just shared all about your mother and how she's um, helped shape your love story and how you love on your family and and friends. Um, But just tell us a little bit more about that upbringing and how it has impacted the way you show up in the world. Oh, wow. So um, I was born in Washington, D.C., which a lot of people actually don't know. Um, But I was raised in the suburbs of Maryland, Baltimore County, to be exact. Um, I had the best upbringing because I had parents who were thoughtful Hmm. and they were thoughtful in every decision they made for me. So, you know, they didn't come from a ton of money or um, exposure, especially growing up in the Jim Crow South, Um, but they knew that they wanted better for me. Um, they knew to invest in the best education they could for me. They knew to keep me involved in extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. They knew to keep my mind sharp and to teach me work ethic. Um, but I would say what I appreciate more than anything is the foundation of faith they gave me. Mm. Um, you know, they kept me in church. They kept me learning the word early. Yes. Um, it kept me centered. It kept me out of trouble. Um, my mom was big on church while my dad was big on faith mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I would say those things, they just, they continue to center me even as an adult. Um, you know, those values they taught me and my dad, especially, um, you know, outside of faith, I watched him run a very successful business as an entrepreneur Oh wow! in sales. Um, he's a black man with a seven figure business, which was you know, um, you know, with where he came from. Um, So looking back with everything he went through, I have no idea how he did it so well without all the resources, you know, we have today, but he did it. Um, So I would say their thoughtfulness, their smartfulness, um, all of those things just helped me, you know, just show up in the world with the mindset of giving it my all and to be thoughtful in every single thing that I do. Yeah, and I can see that clear thread now to have you here talking about community, talking about networking, talking about the power of relationships, Mm -hmm. Um, everything that you mentioned in your upbringing that your parents prioritized, whether it was the school they sent you to or the church or the activities you were involved in, it was about getting you connected, setting you up with a network that you could lean on as you sort of matriculated through. So. For you to now have a business um, based on, you know, that very idea of connection, um, it's a really clear thread. So my follow-up question is, how and when did you know and make the decision to align your sort of background and your purpose with business? So talk to us about color vision. What was the, like, if you had an aha moment or what was the impetus to turn this passion for networking and media and women into something real? Uh, It's funny because I remember the exact moment I knew one day I wanted to start something like Color Vision. I didn't Mm -hmm. know exactly what it would be, but I knew I would do it. I was, um, I think I I was sitting in some meeting and I just remember looking around and being so genuinely sick and tired, Mm. being the only one in the room um, that looked like me. Mm. 
you know, as I grew in my career in um, marketing, I work in on the television entertainment side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in all these rooms and I was in, at all sitting at all these tables and I rarely saw anyone who looked like me. Mm. Um, I rarely saw anyone who looked like me that was higher than a manager or director level. Yeah. Um, and I know that doesn't just happen in television or film or anything like that. And I was just sick of it. So I said to myself, you know, I'm going to try to join a ton of orgs with, with other women who look like me. So I joined this and I joined that, mm-hmm. um, but I never quite felt like I fit in. Everything felt a little clickish to me mm-hmm. or it felt like I was just a number. So I said to myself, like, I want to create something that feels intimate. Um, I wanted to feel like you're having a conversation with your good girlfriend, but at the same time, I want to impact change. Um, and I just came to, honestly, I swear, I told, I told my husband this, I, I felt like God literally woke me up out of my sleep one wow. night. Wow. Wow. Literally, I just sat up straight in bed and I was like, oh my God, like I have to do this right now. I will never forget that, that God awakening spiritual moment. Like he it felt like someone was shaking me. That's powerful. And I sat straight up in bed. <laughs> And I tapped my husband, like I woke him up literally. And I said, hey, like God is calling. I have to do this. Like I have to start something for black women. And I didn't have the name right away. And I don't know what exactly it was going to be about, but I knew that he was calling me to help other women. Um, And long story short, um, a few days later, I went and, you know, got all the official, you know, business paperwork and started everything. Um, and a friend helped me come up with a name because I, I was like, I want people to know it's about color of women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and color vision was born. Um, the name is perfect. The name thanks. is perfect. I always wonder, like when people come up with these dope names for stuff, I'm like, dang, how did they find that handle or that URL? Like, that's so perfect. <laughs> it was it was definitely my friend because I was like, I want the word. Um, I, I was like, I want people to know it's about, um, you know. Black people without saying the word black, right? Um, like the memes. Tell me I'm you're a, black without saying the word black without saying I'm black. black. <laughs> but I want you know I wanted to be about the vision because I'm we're visionaries, you know. Um, but I was hesitant to say color because there's so many words of color and then add color, color com, color this. Yeah. Um, but she was like, it just fits. Like, who cares what other people are doing? What they have? What it's named? Like this works. Just do it. That's a word right there. Who cares? And for those of you who are right. listening, who have a thought, like sometimes we can be held up because well, maybe it seems too close to this or too close right. to that. But Mia said God gave her something, woke her up, and gave her something. So anything right. that you kind of feel hesitancy after that, that's that that could be the enemy trying to keep you from you know whether it's procrastination or perfectionism keeping you from getting that thing out there into the world. So that's that's a that's a good nugget. Yes, and I was. I was terrified. Although God um, called me to it, I was still scared, but I did it anyway. That's right. Yeah. I did it anyway. And that's another message in case you all are keeping track. Um, all right. So our next question is, <laughs> what have you, um, we know you've worked for some pretty notable media companies. You've lost, launched some like dope projects um, and been around some serious power tables. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your greatest personal lesson that you've learned from your professional journey as it relates, relates I should say, to relationships? Wow. Um, I would say relationships are life-changing. The power of relationships can have your name mentioned in rooms it wouldn't otherwise be mentioned in. 
relationships can elevate you and empower you. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say the greatest lesson I learned is to constantly nurture your relationships um, and to make sure that they're genuine. Mm. So when you say nurturing, um, what are some like practical things that people can do to nurture their relationships? Because I've had people um, ask me, like, can you mentor me? And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to make connections. But also if someone is seeking a mentor, yeah. they should be doing some work to nurture the relationship. And it's a fine line between kind of, you don't want to bug the person because yeah. you know that they're busy, but you do want to keep, you want to, you know, maintain the relationship. So do yeah. you have some practical tips for, for folks? Yes, of course. So, um, I have the perfect example. So um, last weekend, we had a summit for Color Vision that um, Madden, host, uh, she was one of our hosts. I yes, it was so good. So um, good. And we got so much, you know, response from it. And so many of our panelists were kind enough to give out their LinkedIn um, or their emails. So one of our, um, our, our Color Vision, someone from our community, <laughs> she was really excited because one of the panelists works for a huge company. Mm -hmm her personal um, email address and responded and said, you know, let's talk, let's chat. Um, and she, she went, she dove right into like, oh my God, I'm going to tell her that I want to work there. And did it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses, young sis. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was like, no, you're, I was like, and I had, I had to laugh though, because I get it. It's the excitement of even knowing someone who works at this huge, big place and yeah. has this huge, big title. And it's like, oh my God, you know, especially as a black woman. Um, but I had to say, hey, slow your roll. Mm -hmm. you nurture and build that relationship. First. Yes. Yes. Right. So she, she was kind enough to give you her personal email address and to correspond with you and to even go as far as setting up a Zoom meeting with you so you guys can get wow. to know each wow. other. I was like, that's very nice. And that's all that's, you know, you took the first step by coming to the summit and reaching out. Like, those are all steps you're taking. But right now you want to nurture the relationship. So you don't want to ask her for anything. That's it. it. That's it's the key. Don't start with the ask. Start with an ask. <laughs> start by building the relationships, getting career advice from them by listening to their story and yes. their journey. That is, that is how you build the relationship. It's checking in and saying, hey, I just worked on this project at work and I just wanted to know what you thought about it. Mm -hmm. You know, building that, that genuine relationship over months or over years and then letting them, they may even come to you and say, Hey, this opportunity came up and I thought of you. Yeah. Um, so that, that's how you build and nurture relationships. It is not just, it's not a, a grab and go candy game. Like, Oh, I met you, you know, one time or I see you on the internet, get me a job. Like, right. It, it right. Just, like and that. that's the energy people bring sometimes. It's like, well, hold oh. up, Slim. <laughs> oh, I, I I get it every single day. But I do love especially educating young Black women who are still in college or fresh out yeah. who, um, who don't know the first thing about networking. Yeah. Like, they really have no idea. So I had uh, one of my first bosses told me, like, whenever someone asks you on an interview, do you have any questions for us? Or whenever you start a mentor relationship yeah. with someone, just ask the person about their story. It's like, right. you cannot fail. People love to talk about themselves yes. and it takes it off of you and it puts yep. it on them and it shows genuine interest. Like, 
you by asking, I ask everybody I meet, like how we're asking, you know, how did you get to X? You can number one, you can see that that trajectory is never a straight line. So when you're on your own path, it's like, oh, wait, my mentor told me something similar. This person's not working in their major or whatever. So I love the advice to ask them about their story. And then the, the whole thing about bouncing stuff off of them, because the mentors are not always professional relationships. Yep. Sometimes it's people who have business or sometimes you're looking for another mom to serve as a mentor. So like sharing what you got going on, sharing your projects and getting feedback is mm-hmm. easier than asking someone to like do something from scratch. It's much easier for me to look at what you've done and give you some comments than it is for you to ask me to to do something for you yes. when I just don't have the bandwidth. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um all right, here's another question for you. This is a we're we're shifting more towards sort of practical tips for our audience. So we want to always give them some takeaways and some nuggets as we do our interview. So help our listeners out when it comes to mentor relationships in adulthood. So mm-hmm. we're talking about somebody who might be in her 30s, who might be in her 40s. She's not fresh out of college. Yeah. How do you find one? How do you become one if you're in a place where I think um you can never stop sort of doing both. You can always pull somebody up and then always. So how do you do both of those? If you could give our listeners just a couple of takeaways that might help them in that space of what that feels like when you're like in management or, you know, you're moving up. How do you seek mentors and how do you continue to find some? Yeah. So I would say mentorship in adulthood can be intimidating, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're prideful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I know I can be proud. I don't like to ask people for anything. I, it's Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I'm like, this, I get it. So, um, I would say, you know, it's hard enough for so many of us to ask for help with anything, let alone asking someone we admire, um, to mentor us. But I'm here to tell you the first step in having a mentor is to put your pride aside, Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're well into your career. I feel like it may be a little easier, you know, like you said, when you're 21, 22, fresh Mm -hmm. out of college. Um, but it's a little harder when you're 30 something or, you know, you're, you're well into your career. Um, asking for help. So mm-hmm. if you're bored to uh, where to even start, just honestly begin by being resourceful, doing a little Google search of some local mentorship. Yes, indeed. In your field of work, um, you would be surprised how many organizations proudly offer mentorship. Um, if you want someone you admire to be your mentor, then work on building, like we just talked about, work on building a relationship with them first before dropping the mentor question on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so work on <laughs> saying hello, work on checking in. Like, don't just come out and say, Can you, will you mentor me? Right. Um, so, and then another big thing about mentoring is you want to make sure that the, your mentor is someone who values teaching, listening, and helping. Mm. So just because, you know, you may admire the vice president of, of marketing at Netflix. And that's a, you know, a goal or whatever, as someone who's running a multi-million dollar business, it doesn't always mean that they would make a good mentor. Mm, that's right. Good. Mentor is uh, mentorship is very time consuming. Um, so you want to make sure it's with someone who is ready to teach and who also has the time. It's a huge ask, but it's so necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, you know, if you're looking, um, to become a mentor, sometimes it's, it's simple ways, perhaps seeing someone younger at work and offering your time and expertise um, if it's wanted, um, volunteering for a professional mentor program, or just you know dedicating your time like we just 
talked about offering comments to someone's project or to someone's idea. Um, those are all great ways to get involved um, on the mentor side of things. But overall, I would just say be resourceful. There are people out there who want to help. There are so many programs out there. Big up to our Color Vision Mentoring Program. Yes. Um, we are announcing our mentor cohorts next next week. So I'm really excited. Um, and they're, they're of all ages. It's someone, some who just graduated. It's some who are well into their career. And I'm so proud of the matches that we, I mean, we've matched them identically. Oh, really, the people, you know, they model their careers after. Um, so, yeah, I would just say be resourceful because people do, you know, they want, they do want to help. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And make it easy for people to say yes. Like, you know, when you um, approach someone, when you get to the point where you're ready to make the ask, it's nice to kind of have something laid out. Like, I'd love to meet for 30 minutes a month over coffee, or I'd love to have it. Like, if you can kind of let the person know what the time commitment would be, it makes it easier for them to say, well, I got 30 minutes a month, you know, but if you are asking for the moon off the first break, even if they have the heart to do it, it might be like, I just don't have the bandwidth for this. So yes, I love that. And and just like, you know, for our program, it's one hour a month. Mm-hmm. It's a time that the mentee and mentor both agree on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. So it's yeah, like she said, you want to just have make things as simple as possible, but it is it's so necessary. And for me, mentorship changed my life. I got my first mentor. Um when I was 14 years old, I was a part of this um, youth to leaders group and it was run by Tavis Smiley, who was a little more known. <laughs> it, was, it was a little better at the top. Tavis was, Tavis was in on the other side of history back then. This was back you know, before. I mean, that, that group, and this is what I say about joining organizations. I mean, that group was life-changing for me. So I was 14 years old traveling around the country um doing speaking engagements planning conferences like love it you know we were you know in high school i think meeting barack obama who was then just you know a junior senator right um didn't even know that it was you know a big deal like it was just it was life-changing this mentorship he provided for for us kids and i just i strongly encourage you if you have kids if you have someone young in your life start them early with mentorship because that's a good point I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like for the moms who are out there listening, if you have middle schoolers or even like fifth and sixth graders, I don't think it's ever too early to get kids in that mindset. Yes. And that was, again, a credit to to my mother, I would say. She was just very thoughtful. Like she didn't have it, but she she actually heard it about it on the radio on the Tom Jordan morning show. Okay. (laughs) TGMS, TJMS. You know, if you you know, if your parents are the boomers, if you're a millennial, you know about TJMS. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so my, she would just, oh, she's like, you're going to do this and you're going to get involved in this. And it's crazy because the people that I was on that, um, the, you know, the committee with or the the little organization, the organization thing we did, mm-hmm. they're still the best of friends to this day. Oh, wow. Uh, half of them sit on the board for color vision. Nice. Half of them are responsible for getting us funding. Um, and these are, you know, kids I met when I was a kid. They're not kids anymore. They're right. grownups. <laughs> People I met when I was 14. And just to, you know, I just, it blows my mind that we're all still so connected and so close. I mean, and these are powerful people. Like, you know, one of them is the COO of the biggest insurance company in the world. And, you know, one of them is an executive at Google. And, you know, one of them is a congressman. Like it just, it goes on and on. And these are 
people that other people admire and are like, how do you know them? How do you know that? I'm like, I've known them since they were 15. And there's, there's no coincidence, right? It's no coincidence that these people are so powerful. Their parents made the investment to get them in these programs and get these opportunities for them early on. Like, yeah. And let me tell you this, it was free. My parents didn't have, wow. It was free. So they paid for flights, hotels. Wow. It was just, it was a, a crazy opportunity um, that we all had. And I just, I, I just admire that we're all still close to this day. So parents, if you're listening, it is never too early to get your kids involved. It can literally change their life. So mm. thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. <laughs> and shout out to Tavis Smiley. Yeah. It's like, it's like Kanye, the old Tavis. We, we call him Uncle T. <laughs> Uncle T. Shout out to Uncle T. No, no, I, I love that. It's all really about, like you said, involvement and investment. So whether or you're making that investment in yourself yeah. or making it in someone else, um, I think that's the yeah. underlying uh, message for everything that you just shared, which has been wonderful. So now we're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, you are a fan of the show. So, you know, we like to start on the at the outside. We go a little, you know, get to the core. And now we're about to get to like the seeds, the good part. Um with our first deeper dive question. Mm -hmm. And the first question is, what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? That time is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I knew we were going there. You guys, we had some um, pre-podcast discussion about our toddlers. I already knew. (laughs) Yeah, new new mom woes. Um, Learning, that's not my answer, but (laughs) in an alternate world, that's my answer. It's a haze. (laughs) I'm I'm okay, but no, seriously. Um, I think God, the biggest surprise of these last few months, I would have to say, is what I'm capable of when I stop playing small and letting fear overtake literally everything I do. Mm. It's been, uh, it's just been life changing for me. And you've been days. killing the game with color vision. I mean, these and for us to be in a pandemic and for you to, you know, make the pivot and push through in the way that you have, like, I mean, you've been producing some high level um, events and activities in this panorama. So kudos <laughs> to you. Thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. But um, when I when I stop letting fear get in the way, it, it helps. Yes, it's the panelists for me, the sponsorships. I'm like, dang, this is how this is this is is putting together some high level stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Deep dive question number two. What is something that you are excited about right right now? What is something that you're looking forward to with just great expectation? I'm excited to have my creative juices back. Yes. I'm excited for creative projects. I'm excited to maybe see my name in some television credits. Okay. In the future. Um, and I'm really excited about making television a national known brand. Yes. Really yeah. Excited. We're speaking that. That's that's uh, that's already in the works. We can see it. Like we can already yeah. see the projection of where it's going because this thing is major. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So then our next question is, and this one always gets people but it's what's a failure or setback that you're proud of Ooh, that's a wow that's a really great question um god the old me would never say this out loud um but i'm proud of how i failed my first few years in business hmm. um i had absolutely no idea what i was doing at all 
Um, and failing and not understanding, but picking myself back up and learning. Um, I'm proud of how much I've grown. Um, and it's also a constant reminder that the comeback is always greater than the setback because yes. I'm terrified of failing, mm. but I already failed. Mm. So, yeah. Sheesh. That's uh, one of the best answers I've heard to that mm-hmm. question because that's a stumper right there. All right. A little bit of a setup before I go into the final question, which is that for those of you who don't know Mia, she is like famous for putting people on. I can't tell you guys how many opportunities Mia will be like, hit me up. Like, you trying to do this? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm trying to do it. So she's the type of person who's always like showing up for her friends, showing up for people in her network. She's a connector. Like if she sees an opportunity and she can think of your name, she's going to, she's going to, even if she's playing the background, she's going to do what she has to do to get people connected. Um, and so she's always serving in that way. So our last question is, what is something that you stand in need of right now? What is something that that your network can do for you, that we can do for you, or that you look forward to making happen for yourself? Woo. Okay. That is a really good question. I'm not, you know, as a mom <laughs> life, I ain't used to someone asking about it. <laughs> God, I think, oh, a long bath. Uh, <laughs> a massage. An uninterrupted TV show. Yeah, or um, that. Ten nights off of my toddler. No. Um, <laughs> gosh, um, looking forward to making... So what I stand in need of right now that would help me, um, that other ways other people could help me, is I would say help me create this space that I'm trying to create for Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to create a space where where Black women can take their cape off, mm. um, where they can feel sisterhood and fellowship. Um, and I'm trying to teach Black women not to focus on their dream, building you know their dream job, but their dream life. That's good. Um, I saw someone say that recently. I can't remember who, and I was like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I want to teach people how to live their dream life like Mm. what does that look like outside of work because Mm. it's it's not just about work right like you you get that title you get in that dream company or you get you know you build your business but what does life look out you know look like outside of that that's good outside of the grind so I'm trying to create spaces where we can discuss that where we can help one another where we can connect with one another um, like you said, so any help with that from other women, um, is really what I need. Um, and then looking forward to making happen for myself. I'm looking forward to finding real balance. Okay. Um, that allows me to let my hair down outside of being a wife, a mom, a marketer, an author, a a CEO, all the things, things. I'm looking forward to giving myself space to feel free because I deserve it. Mm, because I deserve it. Wow. Mic drop. I deserve it. That's hard for us to say. It's hard for us to believe sometimes. Yeah. Yes, I have, to, I have to tell myself every day. Yeah. Yeah. So Mia, thank you so much. We're so grateful for you, for your time. We need you to stick around so we can do the question of the episode. But real quick, before we forget, where can people find you? How can they keep in touch with you? And where can they find your book? Maybe I'll buy a couple of copies of the book to give away. I already have two copies that I already bought, but we can tell us about the book and then tell us where we can find you. Okay. So um, The Adventures of Izzy, you can, it's, a, it's about um, a little girl going through all, 
so many adventures and meeting amazing people along the way. It's definitely a Black history lesson. Yeah. They, they don't learn in school. Yes. Um, so you can find um, The Adventures of Izzy at Amazon and Barnes and Nobles online. Um, as far as um, social media outlets, keep up with The Color Vision at The Color Vision on all social media outlets. And then personally, I'm at It's MJ Davis. Perfect. Perfect. All right. With that being said, we will transition to a word with Madden. So today's scriptures both come out of Proverbs. The first is Proverbs 13, 20. In the English Standard Version, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. The second verse, Proverbs 27, 17, is one that we all know and love. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. So here's my thought for the week. We've all heard the advice that your network is your net worth or that you are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with, um, famously quoted by uh, Jim Ron. He's a motivational speaker. And we hear that advice all the time because it's good advice that withstands the test of time. Like it's true. And so where do we go to find truth? The Bible. The Bible tells us here in Proverbs, but also in Titus and Peter and lots of other chapters where it talks about learning from our elders in particular, that who we spend time around shapes our thinking, our behavior, and our actions. The Bible talks extensively about wise counsel, about honoring and learning from our elders, and about taking a good look at the company that we keep. So I have a challenge for us this week. We should take an assessment of where we are spending our time. Even if it's not a formal mentorship relationship, the books that we read, the accounts that we follow, the friends or the coworkers that we connect with most often are all serving as influences and um, unofficial mentors in our lives. Think about it. Is it better that you would spend your break at the water cooler with your work wife or your work husband venting about how you both hate your jobs? Or is it better to spend that same time connecting with someone there who loves their job so that you can learn to be in the same position and get out of the predicament that you're in, right? So where we spend our time really matters. So here's the practice for this week. Be intentional about connecting or reconnecting with and spending time with those in your life who have a growth mindset. So think about the areas in your life in which you want to grow. I picked five because we talked about the average of the five people. So family and friendships is one. Fitness is one. Finances is one. Faith is one. And your future is another. I went with the all Fs because I'm trying to be preachy. And then spend time with people who have done that well, people who are growing in each one of those areas. So if you know a great mom who balances her babies and a business, talk to her. Um, if there's a, a professional in your field who you admire, reach out, as Mia said. Maybe it's an Instagram account that inspires you spiritually or financially. It doesn't have to be a person. Spend time mining that page for resources, book recommendations, sign up for their emails, click on their free downloads. Like Mentorship can come in a lot of different ways, and it could be both direct and indirect. So y'all, let's be intentional about investing our time, whether it's our time scrolling or our time hanging out or our time on the phone, um, getting into the relationships and the environments that will help us to grow. And with that being said, it is now time for the question of the, the episode. episode. 
All right. So today's question <laughs> is, we talked a lot about mentors, but what about serving as a mentor? Do you currently have any mentees uh, professionally or just in life? And have you been making good on your commitment to sow into them? So we will start with Mia. Um, yes, I do. So I currently have three mentees who I, I consistently um, mentor. And yes, I, I do my best to sew into them all the time. Um, I will say it's been a little difficult for me in this pandemic um, because I'm trying to sew into myself. Um, so um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do love their patience and their understanding and our and our relationship. Um, you know, and I've seen them grow. I have two of them just recently got promoted. One just got an, a new job. Um, you know, one is moving forward to a place she always wanted to move. Um, so just watching their dreams come true and knowing that I even played a small part of that into helping another woman that fuels me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. It's really rewarding work. Um, I have two mentors uh, on the job, right? So that's sort of professional. And then I have um, two mentees, I'm sorry. And then I have one who has been my mentee. She's like a little sister to me for years now. Tennille knows we got placed um, through Big Brothers Big Sisters when she was 12. Um, and she just turned 20 seven. Okay. So I've known her like her whole life. Um, but interestingly enough, one of our listeners who's like someone that I consider like a contemporary, like she's a mom, she's a wife, reached out to me about being her mentor. And I was like floored a little bit. So um, we said that we would start like sort of just formally connecting um, after things slowed down a little bit in the spring, because I just had so much going on at the beginning of the year. So I'm looking forward to connecting with her. Um, and honestly, I think it'll be a mutually beneficial um, relationship. So, you know, this is my first time being um, asked to be a mentor by someone who I viewed as just sort of like in the same phase of life. Mm. Um, but I realize with the starting the business and the podcast, I, you know, there are things that I can offer and, and sew into other women. So I'm excited to to do that. What about you, Tennille? Yeah. So for me, um, I, I think my mentee relationships are all professional at this point in my life. Um, because like Mia said, with the pandemic, really, I've just been focusing on myself and the people who I'm responsible for at work. Um, and as a manager and a supervisor, I really take my position more of as a mentor and a guider than someone who's, you know, just there to sign your timesheets and everything. Um, so I love pouring into, I supervise mostly women. Um, so I love just pouring into them, helping them navigate different situations that come up um, in their professional lives, but also in their personal lives as well. Um, and honestly, I've learned so much from them. I think um, some of them are those, you know, Gen Zers or a little bit later on millennials than I am because I'm on that Gen X millennial cusp. And just their... Um, mm -hmm. zeal for life and their fearlessness that some of them have, they've taught me so much as well. So that's who I'm pouring into right now. And I've just loved the relationship. And I think if you are a manager or a supervisor, even if you aren't, if you have people at your job who you know look up to you or that you could pour into, take that responsibility on. You don't always have to ask for people I mean, or wait for people to ask you. Um, I think we have a responsibility just to show 
you know, women and others the way um, as we've been poured into ourselves. So that's what I would say for this week's question. That's a really great closing thought, Tanil. And like you said, even beyond work, like there, you might be a volunteer at church or you might do something in your community or your neighborhood where there are, um, you know, there might be a new mom or there might be a, a young woman or there might be someone maybe who just got married or is in some life season that you've walked through that might not be um, professional who you can help. Maybe somebody looking to buy their first home or do something with their finances and they're looking at it and it seems... Um, so daunting and so overwhelming. That connection that you can make to help them through that season can really create, um, like Mia said for her, a life-changing um, impact. So with that being said, we will close out. Mia, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. you. We love you, we appreciate I, you. I'm so honored, like seriously, not to be dramatic, but it's the honor of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got that on the record, girl. <laughs> I'm such a fan. Seriously. Thank you so, so, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, love you. love you. All right, guys. Until next time, we are, we're taking off a week because me and Tanil are celebrating our birthday. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in April. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tanil Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.